Hello and welcome back to the Lifting Club podcast. I'm Jazz and I'll be bringing you fitness education with practical application. Okay, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm going to do a Q&A episode. Sorry I missed last week's upload. I was away in Copenhagen for the weekend, like a trip I organised for my boyfriend's 25th, which was lovely, but that was the reason for the lack of episode on Monday. But we are back and I love a Q&A episode. I think it's always really good to get your guys' input. So we'll just dive into the first question and that is, what are your Christmas plans? Do you keep training? So I um, I will be going home f- for Christmas. So I'll be going back to my mum's house um, with my mum and sister for around two weeks. And yeah, when I'm, and so whilst I'm there, just kind of working the first week I'll be back as normal. And then we've got some, you know, some family plans some things like that, but nothing too crazy. Most of the events, if any, are kind of at my mum's house or we'll go and visit my dad, but he's very close by. So I'm, it's not like I'm traveling to, away to stay with other family, whatever it might be. So my routine's fairly kind of similar and fairly manageable in terms of training. That I've got a really great gym that I used to go um go to nearby so I'll be going there for the few weeks so my training probably won't change that much over the Christmas period I mean like anyone my gym I think the gym will be closed for Christmas day and boxing day so I'll probably run on one of those days rest on one of those days you know that's cool it probably not not much has to change for me really um so yeah that's nice and, and everything will pretty much go ahead as normal on the training front okay question two how to overcome gym fear men pumping weights and that kind of thing so I think firstly just to kind of validate you it's not unusual at all to feel a bit of kind of anxiety or fear around being in a gym because there's lots of different people around especially if you're not as familiar with the gym different equipment um, and it can be kind of it can initially feel uncomfortable Even me, someone who's been training for years and years, someone who feels really comfortable and confident with knowing how to use equipment and perform in the gym, all of those kind of things, someone who is a fitness professional and a coach, I still get intimidated, especially starting new gyms with where I don't know the layout and there's different people around it. It can be an intimidating thing. But the first thing I like to remind people is that this is a general point in that we are all walking around with spotlights on ourselves so you feel like everyone is noticing any mistake you make any action you make you think everyone can see that and everyone is watching that whereas in reality in life we are all just walking around with these little spotlights on ourselves so focused on what we're doing thinking that other people care or are noticing when in reality they're too busy caring about themselves and that applies so much to the gym in that everyone is just there to do their thing. They are just there to get in, get their session done and get out. If people are like generally looking around, you might catch someone, catch awkward awkward eye contact with someone or something. And then almost always what happens is, oh, you know, you quickly look away because at a gym you just most people most normal good people know not to stare at people not to look at people or in the gym and so I think firstly recognizing that although it may feel like oh are people watching me or this that and the other will probably just go unacknowledged unrecognized um because everyone just cares about themselves 
these men pumping weights in the gym, they are, I promise you, they are spending way more time looking at themselves in the mirror, watching their biceps get all pumped up in the mirror, comparing themselves to the other guys. If they're looking at anyone, they're looking at the other guys because they're having this like alpha male standoff in silence. So that's that's the first thing. And then the second thing, and I often give this advice when people say they're kind of nervous about filming themselves in the gym, but it applies to just being in the gym and, and overcoming the fear of that as well, is that, okay, it may be nerve wracking and those kind of things, but am I going to let, I've got these goals, I've got, I want to get better in the gym, I want to be in the gym, I want to train, I want to develop my skill, I want to get stronger. So they're my goals and they're really important to me. Am I going to let the fear of a few random guys that I don't even know ruin that or jeopardize that or stop me from doing that? And then when you think about that to yourself you go no of course I'm not so sometimes you've got to feel the fear and do it anyway and then you'll do that session amongst all these men and it'll be fine and then the next time you do it it'll be a little bit easier and the next time a little bit easier until eventually you can just go in you know rock up and feel good feel confident now there are other things we can do music get your music on you know something playing that makes you feel good that makes get in your own zone focus on yourself wear things that make you feel confident and comfortable you know for some people that's going to be like a matching set shorts whatever it might be I love wearing shorts in the gym whatever for some people that might be more oversized clothes leggings hoodies whatever so whatever makes you feel good and confident and comfortable that's what we're looking for to overcome this fear so wear something that kind of suits whatever makes you feel that way next question do you think running is impacting your gains no in short, um, there is just this huge rhetoric that cardio kills gains or if I walk, if I do 10,000 steps a day or if I jog twice a week, will this impact my muscle gain? And I think that perhaps just comes from a lack of understanding about the process maybe of building muscle itself and realising that in the actual muscle protein synthesis, you know, the building of new muscle tissue, why would doing some running stop that from happening in the body and there's no real good reason for that one reason why it might impact your gains is if you suddenly start running five times a week really long distances then it's going to impact your ability to train in the gym you might do you know three fewer sessions in the gym okay less training volume that might have an impact on your gains it might impact your recovery you're going into the gym poorly recovered you know you might be more sore or whatever it might be and that's going to impact your ability to perform. So yes, there are those things that could interfere. Other things, okay, we've got to consider now I'm running more. Okay, that's a lot more kind of cardiovascular work, which uses more energy. So I've got to make sure my nutrition, my intake is appropriate to support that and to recover from that. And so yes, there are definitely considerations you have to make. I I explained in the um, being a beginner runner episode a few episodes ago that I dropped a lower body day since I've started running more. So I'm usually running about three times a week. So I've replaced one of my lower body days with a long run. And when I say replaced, I don't mean, oh, I run and that trains my lower body. No, it's not going to be built. My runs are definitely not going to be building any lower body muscle. But I've had to sacrifice that lower body day because I want to make sure I can run and can recover and still perform well in my my other training sessions. And I just kind of look at my volume in my other two lower body sessions. And for me, you know, I think two lower body is still plenty enough, um, especially with kind of the level of training intensity and that kind of thing to keep progressing in my strength and muscle gain in those sessions as well. So 
so long as we are sensible and appropriate with our recovery, so sleep, nutrition, um, hydration, stress, all of those things, and also our programming, so having a suitable balance, having them the rest days spread nicely, thinking about when we're running and when we're training and them not interfering with each other, then you can definitely run or swim or climb alongside your lifting and make just as much progress. Um, there's absolutely no reason why we can't, as I said, as long as we've got all those other factors in place and we've had some kind of careful consideration of your programming and your recovery. Okay, next one. How shall I go about training when I'm staying at families for four days and gym is closed for three at Christmas? Okay, so pretty normal kind of situation that people might have over Christmas. I've had plenty of these conversations with clients who have got a similar setup. So you're away for four days, you said. Gym is closed for a few days as well. Firstly, recognising that a week or so away from training will have zero impact on your strength and muscle progress The rest of the year, what you do in your quote-unquote normal weeks, that's what's going to make the difference. Having a week away from your training is going to make zero difference. So that's the first thing to say. And if you don't, you know, if you can't train over Christmas, over a week or two, if you don't want to train for a week or two, that's not really going to be too much of a problem. Now, one thing that I really recommend is obviously in general, we have, if you're following a program, it's usually set out in a seven day period. Now, over this time, what it can be quite beneficial to do if you've got a few days where the gym's closed, then you're away for these few days, is actually seeing your program more as a rolling schedule rather than stuck to the strict like seven day you know, seven calendar days. So you might usually do four sessions in a week, but because the gym's closed a few days and because you're away or you can't train on this day, you might get those four sessions done, but it might be over nine days or 10 days instead. So actually it means you don't miss one of the sessions because oftentimes if people say, okay, through December, um, I can't fit four sessions into into my week, then maybe they might keep missing that fourth session. And so actually by just seeing it as a rolling program over more than seven days or however many days it needs to be, it means we can still get all those sessions in and we can still work our way through a program, but just with a great amount of rest days in between. So that's what I've been recommending to a lot of clients. And you know that can be quite a good approach for you. But as I said, if you're unable to get to a gym for a week straight, you know, a week and a half straight, it's really not an issue in terms of your progress muscular and strength wise. One thing you can do, you can make sure you still get in a good amount of protein. You can still make sure you stay relatively active, get out on some walks. You can stay really well hydrated. You can do some mobility and that's pretty much, you know, and then before you know it, you'll be back in your normal routine. It'll be January and we'll be wishing it's Christmas again. Okay, another Christmassy question. How will you track your Christmas day if someone else is cooking. I won't track Christmas Day and I generally recommend if you celebrate Christmas and you are not a professional athlete or a professional bodybuilder, you do not need to track Christmas Day. My ethos as a coach is to get all my clients to a position where they can use tracking as a tool, but they also have the knowledge and self-trust to have successful days of eating, whether it's in an app and justified by an app and they've got all the data and macros and calories and numbers or not. And so any of my clients that do track, 
we have regular untracked days or untracked periods to make sure that they can do that because that is a life skill and I'm not sure about you but I don't know many people who want to be tracking when they're 40, 50, 60. We want to have those skills to be able to feel like we can have just as a successful day of eating whether it's in the app or not and so if you feel like you are completely tied to tracking and you need to track on Christmas day then from my perspective that suggests that there's some work that needs to be done there in terms of perhaps your relationship with tracking and food, your self-trust and understanding and knowledge of nutrition. If you feel like it's your accountability tool and if you don't track, you feel like you're going to go way over the top, then again, that's something to work on in terms of your relationship with food and your comfortability there. And so getting support for that, getting a coach or seeking out help for that would be really helpful. So I'm encouraging all of my clients to have definitely untracked Christmas day untracked periods over Christmas I think it's really important to be able to do that and recognizing that you don't always need the exact calorie amount or the the exact protein amount and you can enjoy a completely different day of eating on Christmas day and nothing bad is going to happen because your results are a product of what you do most of the time not these random birthdays or Christmas or holidays that they're to be enjoyed and you can do both and you can enjoy those days now it doesn't mean you go, oh, screw it, I'm just going to go absolutely balls to the wall this Christmas day because it's my only untracked day of the year. And, you know, if any of these things are ringing true in terms of how you feel, and maybe it's feeling completely out of control, feeling like you need, like the all or nothing, if you don't track, you go kind of crazy, then these are all really good indicators that perhaps this is something you need to work on and your relationship with food might not be in a great place. And actually, you know, that's something you may need to develop. So um, I won't be tracking Christmas Day. I wouldn't recommend that anyone needs to track Christmas Day at all. We can still do things like trying to get, you know, maybe at breakfast, that's not really a um, meal you all eat together. So you get a good source of protein and then maybe have a protein shake in the afternoon as well. And, you know, the rest of the day, you can eat your chocolates, eat your yummy Christmas dinner and then move on because nothing bad is going to happen from that so that is what I'd encourage in terms of tracking on Christmas day okay final question how to build your own training program i.e eight weeks with an end goal and there was another question that was kind of similar to this how to train yourself in the gym once you've learned the basics I'll start with some actual like helpful information so if you're creating an eight-week program for yourself you need to start with the basics so what is your training frequency so how many days per week are you going to train what's the training split going to be so if you're training four days a week are you going to do two upper two lower are you going to do two lower one upper one full body whatever it might be so we've got all the like permutations and combinations of training frequency and training splits that we can go for then you want to think about okay what are my priorities so you know are there certain muscle groups that I really want to work on are there certain lifts that I want to build strength in and so when we kind of have the framework of number of sessions per week our training split we can start in that process so okay priorities so for me for example I know I generally like to have like an RDL variation in so you know I'll start with okay I'm going to put that there and so I like to look at the program as a whole rather than doing sessions individually I look at it as a whole and I start to kind of fill in the gaps and so that another one for me I always like to have pull up or chin up variations so I'll make sure they get programmed in and you work things around and obviously this is something this is my job so there's no way I can completely teach you how to do this 
in just one podcast answer um, because it's really complex and there's a lot of moving parts in terms of you're thinking about volume for each muscle group. Have I got enough um, volume across the week? How will these exercises interfere with each other? You've got to think about, you've got to think about the exercise order. So they're all considerations you might want to make, but you can still create a decent program for yourself if you map it out like that, start to kind of fill in the gaps. And then when you've kind of created the session, so generally I like between around four and six or seven exercises maybe at the max and that probably be for upper body days and might include things like abs at the end as well so around that many exercises and then kind of take a step back once you're finished and you might notice oh I don't really have any vertical pulling movements right I need to make this switch with this exercise or whatever it might be so initially it might be a case of a bit of trial and error and then the the but the main thing is really do that And then stick with it for those eight weeks and focus on developing your technique, getting really good at the, you know, the movement patterns in your form and focus on really getting strong and pushing yourselves in those movements over that time. Track exactly what weight and reps you lift for every single set. And by the end of those eight weeks, you should see that overall you've progressed quite nicely in terms of the reps you achieve and the weight you're lifting. So that's the very basics of it. And I guess that kind of covers both of the questions. But that second part said kind of once I've learned the basic and I know this is going to sound biased, but it probably is. If you want to take the next step with your training, you're going to have to invest or you're going to have to do all the learning for yourself. So you're going to have to dive into loads of podcasts and learn from people on YouTube and Instagram and all of those kind of things, which you can definitely learn a lot from. You're going to have to learn from yourself and trial and error over time. And if you want to speed up that process and make it a bit easier, you're going to have to invest in your training in some way, shape or form. So a a personal trainer in person or an online coach or um, a training program, whatever it might be, because once you've got those kind of basics, as I said, it's either you learning more and you practicing and spending the time trial and error and realizing that, okay, that didn't work very well last time, right, I'm going to try that this time, or you've got to seek further guidance and advice and support from someone else I will start to speak about this on here but there is something I'm working on so obviously I offer my one-to-one online coaching that is my job I'm a coach to help people do that exact thing I take people who want to prioritize their training their nutrition their progress their results and you know their mindset as well and I support them and guide them one-to-one in a very kind of personalized way now I think that is the biggest hack to making the best progress. If financially, I understand completely that it's not accessible for everyone. And also understand that some people don't want that kind of intense contact and, you know, weekly check-ins and that kind of external person there. And so that is why I'm working on another project that will allow me to work with more of you guys at a more accessible level in terms of being able to follow some really, really good, well-structured, effective training with form reviews, which I know a lot of you really want and need, and a shit ton of education in terms of how to calculate your macros, everything you need to know about your nutrition and building and cutting and maintenance, everything, but at a much more kind of affordable price. So that is something I'm working on. That will be coming on in the new year and I will start to talk about it more and more as it kind of comes to fruition, but I am working really hard on it. So as I said, there's 
you can definitely learn and develop and get better by yourself of course you can but it takes time so be prepared to keep showing up for months and you know learning and learning from your own experiences in the gym and learning from people online etc etc and if you want to fast track that you will need to invest in some way whether it's a course or a coach or a personal trainer or whatever it might be okay so I think we'll finish that there for now I think I'll get one more episode out before Christmas so if you do have any so if you do have any requests for next week's episode which will be the one just before Christmas or it might go out the day after Christmas actually but I'll be recording it just before Christmas just let me know and I'm always more than happy to take requests but as always thanks so much for listening if you did enjoy it please 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 do share it with a friend or share it on your Instagram story and definitely give me a review or rating on on Spotify wherever you're listening it's always really appreciated but yeah I really appreciate you guys thanks a lot for listening I hope you enjoyed it and I'll speak to you all again next week